Greetings to everyone out there listening this evening. My name is Janelle Hoylet, and I am co-author of Shashamani Vegan, a plant-based guide to African repatriation. And I am speaking to you from Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. And very happy that you could join me this glorious day. I am here, you know, living in Ethiopia and really thankful to be able to share my experience in the form of this podcast called Repatriation 101, Ethiopia. Today, I want to celebrate the arrival of some very important and significant people in my life who have longed to be a part of this repatriation experience. Um, I welcomed home (laughs) two beautiful Rastafari elders from Jamaica yesterday and have been entertaining and hosting and sharing my experience with them. They're really enjoying just our reunion and looking forward to spending many more days together. And I might even invite them on the podcast so they can share some of their points and their views about their experience. But let me let them settle in first. (laughs) Today's podcast is about the difference versus the difficulty. So as a Westerner, you know, just get down to the gritty. As a Westerner living in Sub-Saharan Africa for the last 10 years, um, I've lived in Ethiopia for, for 10 years, but I've traveled also to Kenya in that time. And, you know, there's such a stark difference between uncolonized Africa and colonized Africa. Um, We're not going to get too much into that besides acknowledging that there's quite a difference um, just in the energy, you know, without really knowing the direct impact of colonization on the continent, there are a lot of remnants of it in civilization and, um, and society and expectations of success and growth and how we measure our standards. You know, even our standards are colonized, even our values are colonized. You know, not just our beliefs, not just our governments, you know, but the very core of our identity has been altered, you know, and you you can tell, you know, just like you can tell that there's something quite different about, you know, me, although I'm in Africa, there's something a bit different, you know, and that difference, you know, is what living in the West has done to me and living in the West makes us different, you know, and we come back to Africa. I've come back to Africa myself 
And I remember being very, you know, um, much different than I am today when I stepped off the plane back in 2011. Um, learning, like, you know, the transition. You know, we have a transition time. Um, but then coming here and not really getting what was happening, not really understanding the system. And when I tell you that everything about this system is so different, like, I don't think there's any aspect of life that isn't different besides the fact that I breathe, you know, even the air is different. <laughs> like it's just all different. There's no aspect of life that isn't impacted by the difference of society on the African continent. And it, it trickles into everything. So example, school, schooling. As a mother, came here with my children. They were, had two school-age children and one practically infant child. He was like one. You know, he just had his first birthday right before we boarded the plane. So, you know, he was, wasn't even walking. He took his first steps here. So, you know, but the two older ones were at the time 11 and 10 and needed to go to school so you know i'd never paid for school before but i was found having to register them pay a registration fee register them you know into the school buy their uniforms pay their tuition uh, get their books materials um just you know i'd, I'd never paid for school before that was different you know, it's something that I had to adjust to. It was an adjustment. It was an adjustment that wasn't a comfortable one either because it's a, it's quite a large sum of money to school children in Ethiopia. You know, so you, generally you don't see very big families. Most Ethiopian families kind of max out at three children to see like four and five and six is not common in Ethiopia because the cost of parenting is so high. Um, it's another thing that's different business in America, where I come from, I could start a business in 20 minutes on online. You know, I could get online, fill out the application, deduct it out of my debit card. And by the time I'm finished submitting my form, I practically am a business owner. You know, in Ethiopia, there's an entirely different system, you know, and it makes it feel as though it's difficult. But what I want to tell you today is that I've learned that it's not that it's difficult. It's actually that it's different. So the difference comes to us initially as a feeling of difficulty. You know, uh, Another example is <laughs> something, these little hurdles, you know, these little adaption, adaptations that we have to make in order to be a part of it. And adoptions also, adaptations and adoptions. I might do a podcast on that next. So this one um, is particular to my child who was born here. So I have one child that was born here. Um, three. I came to Ethiopia with three children and then had another child who was born on the continent. 
And she was actually two years old before I figured out how to apply for her birth certificate. Isn't that crazy? Just the thought of it. People, you didn't know how to get a birth certificate. The systems are so different for everything. It took me two years to figure out the process for applying for her birth certificate. And I tried numerous times. Another thing is also the language barrier. So unlike other African countries, Ethiopia has its own African language system that is uh, written and used at the highest levels of government. And although you will find, you know, people who speak other languages, it's a very, you know, huge international community of, you know, people from all over the world here. And so, you know, Addis Ababa is a huge metropolitan city. And there are a lot of people, especially the educated people, speak English. But a large majority of them don't speak it on a working level. So you still rely heavily on Amharic. And so without having a good grasp of the language, which is very challenging for someone like myself to learn, because I'm, you know, only have one language that I speak, is my mother tongue, which is English. Um, I don't really have, you know, but I did, thankfully. And I appreciate this, you know, time that I spent, you know, getting accustomed to reading. So I came to Ethiopia already being able to read and write Amharic um, and then just needed to work on my, you know, you know, uh, conversation and practical use of Amharic. And maybe if I was a little bit more fluent, it wouldn't have taken me so long. So, but all of that comes in as a part of the transition into the country, as a part of learning the system, as a part of adapting to the differences that you face and learning how to frame them so that they don't seem like obstacles. And one thing that I realized I had to stop doing was comparing. I had to stop comparing my experience in Ethiopia to my conditioning in America. You know, I really had to just cease to say, but it's like this where I come from. Why can't they do it this way? You know, and because this way is easier, not necessarily because it's easier. Maybe it might be quicker, but mostly because I know that way and I don't know this way. I understand that way and I don't understand this way. And when I started to realize that it was really as simple as that, I started to want to embrace the processes I took pride in understanding them finally and whatever steps I needed to take, I did it with a smile because now I know and not only do I know, but I can help someone else, you know? And I think that these are part of the bridges that we are definitely erecting, you know, as people who come into, you know, Ethiopia and then other people follow 
you know, we are, we're, we are like symbolic bridges for them. You know, we allow them to cross over with ease, you know, and that, that gives me a sense of, you know, a little bit of pride, you know, that I can help someone. And I'm thankful that I did go through things that allowed me to learn. And because by learning, you know, and by adapting and the differences that I experience, you know, um, it was like, okay, like I'm a little bit more Ethiopian now, you know? Every time I face the world in that way and overcome the challenges in that way, I become a little bit more Ethiopian, become a little bit more familiar, a little bit more at home, a little bit more accepted and a little bit more accepting. And so it's it's good. You know, I, I really appreciate it. And I'm happy that I can share that with you. Um you know, to, to help, it's just a part of the adjustment. I think these little lessons, you know, that I call the tips and the tidbits, you know, of the repatriation journey, you know, it's just to learn, learn the process, learn, um, learn what it takes to survive. You know, there's so many layers to it. It's like life, but it's like life in a, in a inverted on its head, flipped and turned and scrambled and you know what I mean? It's like a total, totally transformed life, but life nonetheless. And so it has to be lived, right? <laughs> well, here we are, you know, in Ethiopia and enjoying the new life, you know, enjoying the new flower that is Addis Ababa. And, you know, there are three major cities that our community resides in Ethiopia. Um, most people know Shashamani for its historical nature and, you know, the topic of our cookbook, Shashamani Vegan. But there's also Addis Ababa and a city in the north called Bahedar. And, um, you know, we, we basically are found in high concentrations in all three of these cities. So if you ever come to Ethiopia, be sure to visit as much as you can, not only those cities, but, you know, the beautiful city, cities that are outside of Addis Ababa, you know, the farming communities, the, you know, historical sites, the world heritage sites, cultural sites. I mean, there's just such a beautiful experience to be found here that I look forward to sharing with my guests while they're here. And I'm so thankful to be able to share more with you today as far as this Ethiopian life is concerned. And, you know, just join me again as we share more information about what repatriation means to me. And if you'd like more information about our products and our cookbook and our community in Ethiopia on the historic land grant of Shashamani, please visit us at www. 
Shashamani Vegan. That's S-H-A-S-H-E-M-E-N-E-V-E-G-A-N.com. You can find us also on Facebook at Shashamani Vegan, Instagram at Shashi Vegan, and Twitter at Shashamani V. And until next time, Ja guide and bless and keep. Rastafari love.